0: How have JT Miller, Tomas Hurdle, and Claude Giroux been doing? And are the Wild still interested in acquiring their services? We take a look at each player and what it will cost if the Wild decide to make a deadline trade. All that and more today on Locked On Wild. You're Locked On Wild. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota Wild, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's happening, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Locked On Wild, your daily Minnesota Wild podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Wild your first listen every day. And just as a reminder, Locked On Wild is free and available wherever you listen to podcasts. On today's episode of Locked on Wild, we get updated numbers for each of the Wild's biggest trade targets, Claude Giroux, JT Miller, and Tomas Hurdle. We look at uh, what the cost could potentially be, and we decide whether or not uh, it would be worthwhile for the Wild to look into each player at the deadline. My name is Seth Topol, host of Locked on Wild, veteran Minnesota sports content producer with over a decade's worth of experience covering your favorite Minnesota teams through thick and thin, and now here with Locked on Wild. Happy to have you along for a Tuesday edition of the show. And uh, we're talking trade again here today. Going to be kind of a, uh, kind of a running theme for the rest of the week uh, leading up to the All-Star break uh, because we've obviously had some moves uh, with the Jordan Greenway Extension and with the uh, announcement that Matt Boldy will be with the uh, the Minnesota Wild for the rest of the season, uh, obviously we've had some moves that have kind of helped get the wheels in motion for uh, what the team may do at the deadline if they do anything. I wanna <laughs> I wanna start off by saying that I I hear the team no trade crew loud and clear, and that is. Certainly a viable option for the Wilds to go with at the deadline. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Plus, with uh, where the Wilds are at salary cap wise uh, over the next couple of years, going to need to hang on to assets as much as possible uh, to uh, to allow this team to uh, cultivate and grow. And you know, with with the job that Judd Brackett has done with the draft over the last couple of years, I really can't argue with that. But if the Wild are going to make a move, kind of going to steer the show in the direction that uh, they could make a move this year without impacting what's going to happen next year and without majorly impacting the prospect pool for this team. So uh, we'll take a look at these guys and uh, and their options. I am going to start with Claude Giroux because we uh, we have already dove into you know what it would potentially take to get Giroux and uh, what he would bring to this team as well. Just wanted to update on t- uh, what he is doing with Philadelphia in the midst of just a dreadful season. Uh, he has 35 points in 41 games. He's winning 60% of his faceoffs, And, uh, you know, you dive into some of the other numbers. His Corsi 4 percentage, 59.3%, which is uh, is very good um, in all situations uh it dips a little bit in five on five uh it is fifty two point seven in five on five close situations and five on five tied, it's fifty point one so you know some of that can be attributed to the uh the team that the flyers are, which is to say not great, but uh did get um an interesting nugget saw an interesting nugget on the Twitter sphere uh that uh, that could lead to a little bit of an idea as to what it would take for Giroux to be a trade target for the Wild, Um, Over at thehockeywriters.com, Rob Couch wrote about three potential destinations for Giroux back in January, two of them being the Rangers and the Bruins, as was discussed already uh, at uh, thehockeywriters.com. The third, and the one he lists as the best fit, is the Minnesota Wilds. Here's more on the fit for the Wild and a potential return that will make Flyers fans feel a little better. Giroux would bring his leadership and experience to an already good group of veterans, and along with that, his 85 playoff games and a cup final appearance. The defense in Minnesota is solid, and they will more than likely look to add a forward to the mix before the deadline. Of course, they will have to move some money around, but I'm sure the Flyers would be willing to retain money to get assets back. I think Giroux will cost at least a first-round pick and probably a prospect on top of that. It's a good thing Minnesota has held on to all of their draft picks. Now, interesting note there is it says it will cost the Minnesota Wild a first-round pick. It does not necessarily indicate this coming draft as uh, as the first-round pick in which that draft pick would have to come from. It also says a prospect, but... I think if you're going to go the Giroux route, I think we can surmise that it will not include the likes of Matt Boldy or Marco Rossi or any of those upper lever upper level guys uh, to get that deal done. Obviously, the big hang up there is uh is the salary, which if uh, if that report is true, if the Flyers do hang on to some of the money to uh, to kind of help the Wild out in that regard, then you know you're you're looking at dealing prospects. I think that would be probably B level or below, probably B or C level, depending on what sort of uh, draft pick you attach. And you know the other the other things that are appealing here too is it would be strictly for this season. I, I don't think Giroux would be a player that the Wild would look to sign past this year so he wouldn't impede the likes of Marco Rossi, who would uh, probably be filling Rossi's spot uh, until next year when, uh, when Rossi is up with the team, hopefully on a full-time basis. So not impeding anybody um, in the lineup. And again, with what we've seen from Kevin Fiala and Matt Boldy so far this season, and I'll again not try to throw Freddie Goudreau under the bus. He's uh he's been fine as the center on that line. He's just he's definitely a defense-oriented player as opposed to um a little bit more of an offense-oriented player. I just I think if a move is made, I think there's a real potential to give the wild two dominant enough lines to where they can really go toe-to-toe with anybody and then put that uh, Erickson Eck line um, against an opponent's top line, like your Colorado or Vegas or any one of the Eastern Conference teams, depending on how far things get. With the with the salary cap, with everything the way that it is, I'm just of the belief that the Wild are like one piece away especially with what we've seen recently from Capo Kakinen to help stabilize the goalie position. We'll talk about him more in full here uh, later in the week as well. Um, I just am of the belief that they're like one good center on that line away from becoming just this, this world eater juggernaut that, um, that is capable of doing major damage to the rest of the NHL. They are 2nd In the Western Conference in goals with like four games in hand on everybody in the West, they have the second, they're the second hottest team in the Western Conference behind the Colorado Avalanche who will evidently never lose again. So all of these things, you know, these opportunities don't come along all that often and Giroux checks all the boxes. A guy that wins faceoffs, a guy that is offensively going to be able to help Boldy and Fiala really ascend to uh, another dominant line to match Caprizov, Hartman, and Zuccarello. He's a proven playoff commodity. He has a ton of playoff experience and has gotten to the Stanley Cup final as well. So he knows what it takes, and he can uh, assist the veterans in the locker room to help get the team to that point. Again, it, it's it's really, really hard, as much as I advocated for it when we looked at the pros and cons of uh, of going all in for the trade deadline. It's really hard for me to sit here and be like yeah this team you know let's let's add a piece uh, to uh, to add to what is already just a great team this year but I think that's how much I truly believe that this team is one of those types of deals away from legitimately making a run to the uh, Stanley Cup final and if they can get past Colorado if they can get past Vegas I like the Wilds odds against any team in the Eastern Conference. It's just about what are you going to do to get past Colorado this year. And I think Claude Drew would be enough of a boost for this team and would not sacrifice the future for a rental, for a guy that's going to come in for the rest of the season. I don't think he would sacrifice too much to where you're losing assets that you want to use in the future so still my number one target and you know a pick and a prospect and Philly helping out with some of the salary I think is super doable and it's it's going to be somebody that does not factor into your immediate next year plans so I would like to see it done because as I've stated over and over I think this team is that close, um, so I, th- I think I'm going to put Giroud at least in terms of feasibility, what he can give you, what the what the commitment is to him. I think that's your top target, and I think that's the guy that Bill guerin has got to narrow his sights in on as uh, as this season continues to uh, to try to get that done as much as possible because. Drew's not going Philly's not doing anything. They're just continuing to lose. And so they're gonna start trying to get people out of there and reset. So go get him and uh let's let's just let's just get it done. Let's just um, give this team a little bit of a boost. I think Drew's the perfect fit. Now there are other names. And apparently this next name that we'll talk about is going to cost both arms and both legs. So we're going to debunk a little bit of uh, what exactly is it going to cost to make JT Miller a member of the Minnesota Wild. We'll talk about his uh, strengths and what he brings to the team and um, what it would take to get him. All of that coming up next here on Locked on Wild. BetOnline has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before as football continues its march through the playoffs right to the big game in a couple of weeks. BetOnline.net remains the best option for all of your sports, scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just football. BetOnline has up-to-the-minute info on pro and college hoops, the NHL, Boxing, UFC, along with live real time updates of current games. Do not wait to take advantage of all the amazing new offers available for the 2022 season. You can find it all at BetOnline, where the game starts. Continuing today's episode of Lockdown Wild again, thank you for making Lockdown Wild your first listen every day, doing just a check in on some of the Wild's top trade targets. If the wild decide that that is the option that they want to go, again, I hear the uh, locked on wild fandom that says, "Stand pat, don't mortgage the future. I hear you i I validate that logic. I just as I sit right now, I just think that this team is so close to uh to contending the likes of Colorado, that I'd like to see them do something and uh, and give it a go this, uh, this season. So, Claude Giroux, obviously the top target. Another target that has been heavily linked to the Minnesota Wild is Mr. JT Miller. Now, if you ask Canucks fans, and we're not, because I already dealt with that enough on Twitter, I saw suggested... That's the price. Now, JT Miller, not like Claude Giroux. JT Miller, not a rental. Miller's rights for next year would go to the wild as well. So you would have him for the rest of this year, and you'd also have him for next year at something like $5.2 million. So yes, the price is going to be higher than it would be for, uh, for Claude Giroux. But Let's just for one, let's just look at the numbers. And Vancouver's played 43 games this year. Giroux has 44 points, 15 goals, 29 assists. So comparable numbers for uh for JT Miller to Claude Giroux. He also wins faceoffs 54% of his faceoffs um this season uh in uh, a a bunch of attempts. He has uh, almost 700 faceoffs um so far this season so he has uh, he has taken a ton of them and you know you look at some of the other metrics for uh, for Miller this year is Corsi 4 percentage 54.2 in all categories 50.5 in 5 on 5 51.6 in 5 on 5 close and 51.4 in 5 on 5 tied situations so Slightly above that 50% benchmark for the, uh, the Core Z4 uh, metric. And again, Vancouver was awful to start the season. They have uh, rebounded under Bruce Boudreau. But evidently from uh, what was uh, was mentioned on zone coverage is uh, apparently Bruce, Bruce Boudreau has uh, recently called out... Um, Miller's efforts in their uh, overtime loss to the Calgary Flames. Now, obviously, that's not a huge thing. And, and Boudreaux is a coach that really has no qualms with uh, with calling out players that aren't doing what he would like them to do as a coach. So it's not a huge thing. It might be, you know, just a, a convenient way to kind of look at, like, well, they uh, they would probably like to deal him, and maybe now they're kind of getting – to the point where they just like to move on. So, um, Miller, as as mentioned, is uh, would be under team control beyond this year. He is you know an elite scoring option. Uh, he is uh, in his age twenty eight season, so he has a ton of uh, of good years in front of him. As Canucks fans on Twitter suggested the asking price for JT Miller should be Marco Rossi, Matt Boldy and two first round picks. Let's let's just stop right there because that would not that is not even what the Vegas Golden Knights got in return for Jack Eichel. That trade package would probably be enough to acquire Connor McDavid from the Edmonton Oilers. I mean, maybe not enough but enough that Edmonton would seriously have to consider it that is just an insane suggestion and i know it's it's a fan it's not from a reputable source so why am i even talking about it but just look at the difference between players who have essentially the same numbers this season jt miller costing that much for an additional year of of team control. Now, I think Miller could probably be done for a first-round pick and two prospects. What level those prospects are, well, that's that's something that would have to be figured out, but it's not going to cost you Boldy Rossi and two first-round picks. That's insane. It is, however, substantially more expensive than Claude Giroux, so JT Miller, yes, he helps you out for next season especially if um if Kevin Fiala is the player that uh, that the Wild end up having to get rid of in the off season. That's coming tomorrow by the way, uh the Fiala Dumba debate. Um it just it seems like the Wild are going to have to trade one of those guys and if Fiala is the guy Maybe you include him in the deal and uh, and then you don't ha- really have to part with anything else other than maybe a pick, maybe a prospect. Um, either way, that trade feels like you are giving up, um, you are, you're giving up, you know, one, an apple and getting an orange in return or you're giving up um, a Granny Smith apple and you're getting a Fuji apple in return. It's all a matter of taste and perspective, I just I don't think at this point the J.T. Miller trade really helps if it costs you Fiala to do it. If you can get Miller for prospects and a pick or picks and a prospect, obviously he would give a, a similar thing that Claude Giroux would give, a center for Boldy and Fiala that could help those guys out and could turn this team into a juggernaut. Now, I just... Price route, price wise, I've really kind of cooled on the JT Miller route because there's more of a cost because his his rights next year are factored in five point two million dollars in salaries cap uh, in a salary cap hits is going to have to be factored into the equation that the Wild are currently working on. So again, between those two, I still am Team Giroux. Because there's nothing that has to be factored in next year, um, unless for some reason he he does well enough that you'd want to re-sign him for a a lesser rate. But I think he would probably get more money elsewhere in the off-season. So of those two, I still love the belief that Drew is the better option uh, because he could be you know a guy that comes in for the rest of this year and is done. Not to say that Miller's not a great player. It's just cost-benefit, you know, all about those economics. How how does it fit into next year? Who in the lineup is going to have to be funneled out to make room for J.T. Miller? Well, it kind of feels like Kevin Fiala has to be part of that trade package, um, if that's the case. So I'm I'm kind of cool on the J.T. Miller route, so... Still, Team Claude Giroux here at Lockdown Wild. There is another option. There are actually a couple of other options, but there's one that we really haven't discussed. And so we will uh, talk about one of the big free agents set to hit the market. That, of course, is Tomas Hurdle. We'll discuss him next here on Lockdown Wild. With the ever increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning, like, "Is your Odyssey an LX or an EX?" I don't know. And why wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer choosing the only brand that their warehouse happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. You can save time and money when using Rock Auto. Why choose to spend 30 50 even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership? RockAuto.com is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. And RockAuto.com's prices are reliably low for every customer. So head to RockAuto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Make sure to write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. All at rockauto.com. Final segment of today's episode of Locked On Wild. Thank you for making Locked On Wild your first listen every day. Thank you for gritting it out with me and battling a little bit of a cold. And uh, so the voice bottomed out um, through two set. We got through two, we got through two segments today. So that, uh, that worked out. But just in closing today, Wanted to talk about one of the other names. Now, he hasn't been linked to the Wild as much, but he's going to be a huge, hot commodity uh, that could certainly factor into long-term plans uh, if the Wild choose to go that route. That, of course, is Tomas Hurdle, who has uh, 22 goals so far this season in 45 games, also 16 assists, 38 total points, uh, is winning faceoffs at a 53.6% Clip and uh, some of the other numbers, his Corsi 4 percentage in all situations at 51.4%. His 5-on-5 Corsi 4 percentage is 49.4. In 5-on-5 close situations, it's 49.5. And in 5-on-5 tied situations, it's 47.3. Now, the Sharks have recently kind of gone into the looking towards next year and beyond so the Tomas Hurdle talks are going to heat up in a big way, and Hurdle obviously is a center that could be you know a, a piece that a team builds around uh, if that is indeed the routes that the Wild go. But if we thought J T. Miller had uh, a cost to him, I think Tomas Hurdles would be more. Now, it would obviously be contingent on the team acquiring him, having some sort of assurances that they were going to be able to work out a long-term extension to uh, to keep him around. But at the end of the day, I just, you know, this this is one that, yes, Hurdle would, uh, would do some really good things and I think would be a great piece of for the wild to build around, but this is a situation where I don't think the cost is uh, is worth the. Um, I don't think it's worth what it would take to bring him in to have him here for the rest of this year, and I'd I have no idea what an extension would look like for Hurdle. Are we talking like four or five years, somewhere around six or seven million dollars a year? If that's the case, I would rather give that to Kevin Fiala. I'd rather give him less than six or seven, but if if we're going to go into the route of, well, now you have to work out the extension, otherwise you're just giving up an exorbitant amount of assets uh, for a guy who is just going to bolt in free agency. Um, I, I think this is a situation where I would stand... With the uh, the contingent of locked on wild listeners that uh, are in the camp of you know let's just let's just save the assets and uh, and not try to really mortgage the future for a chance at a guy um, who is he's really good but uh, he also is going to. Um, have just a huge price tag his cap hit right now is five point six two million dollars in the final year of his deal um he also does have a modified no trade clause so i don't know if the wild are on that list of teams that could be a huge factor as well but you know it's it's gonna take it's gonna take some assurances that he would sign with the team uh in order to uh to make it to make it happen, which would mean that the Sharks would be getting more in return for his services. So if we're ranking them, I'm still going Claude Giroux because it's a, a short-term grab that you can can say goodbye to at the end of the season, hopefully after the Wild have uh, hoisted the Stanley Cup. Um, with you know a pick and a prospect, not a huge amount to give up for a guy that I think could seriously help this team. But at the end of the day, we have to think about a couple of factors as well. There will be other teams involved on all of these guys. I would assume the Avalanche will be in on the likes of Claude Giroux. Uh, Also uh, heard, you know, the likes of the Rangers as well being in on those guys, which means that, uh, that a bidding war will probably end up happening for at least one of these guys. And if that's the case, if it does get to where the wild have to pony up uh, to try to make one of these happen, as much as I would like to see the wild make that all-in move, if it gets to be a bidding war, I am perfectly fine with Bill Guerin opting to not be part of it uh, and to uh, to worry about the greater good, as opposed to uh, putting some of those chips in the middle of the table to try to get something done this year. So. Again, I hear everybody that's saying, let's just let's just hold, let's just keep these assets that we have attained. But if the wild can get Claude Drew for a good price, I think that's the way to go. And that is going to wrap up today's episode of Locked on Wild. So now that your first listen of the day is done, Uh, make sure you head over to the Locked On NHL Locked On podcast. Locked On experts covering the biggest stories around the NHL every Monday through Friday in less than 30 minutes. Locked On NHL is free and available on all podcast platforms, just like Locked On Wild. We're available whenever you like to listen to your podcast. We're available whenever you listen, uh, wherever you listen as well. Make sure to follow us on social media as well, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. We are available on all of them, keeping you up to date on all things Minnesota Wild so that if anything happens in the state of hockey, Lockdown Wild has you covered with new episodes every Monday through Friday as part of the Lockdown Podcast Network.